Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. As always, you can catch us wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just search The Rob O'Donnell Show, and uh, you can download it, listen whenever you want to listen. You can do the same with the Odyssey app, but I think that only goes back three days. So, either or, I appreciate you listening, I appreciate your support. On this, uh, what what is it? Three oh nine today. At uh, says it's going to be windy tomorrow, but let's see. It was eighty something, eighty one degrees and sunny here. The station in Pittston. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit RoadScholar.com. So. Uh, Oh, a lot of nonsense going on today. You have the day three of the Trump uh, trial in New York. He's, uh, again, comes out every so often and pushes his luck with his public statements. Sooner or later, he's going to say something he shouldn't say. And the judge is going to make a point. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't go that route. But we'll see what happens. Um, You know, you have the mess of the speakership of the House of Representatives. And, um, you know, I've seen... I've seen all the arguments, and, and I get the, the things that Matt Gates and, and his handful of Republicans, conservative Republicans, stand for, I agree with. But you have to read the room. You have to know what's going on. And it's not just the room. You don't bring votes to the floor that you know you're going to lose. It's just as simple as that. That's rule number one of being a leader in the speaker being at the Speaker of the House. But, you know, other things that are funny, you have AOC going on a um, a tour of social media since last night, you know, with her giddiness videos on, on her Instagram and then the posts calling out all sorts of uh, GOP members of the House on social media, on, on X, formerly Twitter. And, and it's interesting because, you know, she's, she talks like this now, but... She cowered to the matriarch in her own house, known as Nancy Pelosi, when she was the speaker. Yes, she publicly and outside, you know, had disagreements and said she doesn't agree and wanted to be more extreme. And and, and it looked like that her and the squad was going to give Nancy Pelosi a hard time on some issues. They just never did. They She cowered to Nancy Pelosi. Um, in the house and then, you know, she calls it here that. You know, Kevin McCarthy should have given us something if he wanted our support. And no, he shouldn't. He shouldn't have. That, that's that's not the way this works. And there was one thing she said that that got me. And uh, here's her here's her post here. Two things about this: how inexperienced and entitled are GOP that they expected Dems to help them without even asking. Not a good idea to go this scorched earth when your margin is this slim and you've got a year plus left. They will likely need Dems again, and this won't help. That's what she posts, and I, and I, put, uh, I, I responded to her, and I, I said, here's your key mistake. They don't need you, and you don't need them. You all have a job to serve the American public. And if you all can't put your differences aside and be professional adults, maybe it's time to clean house, literally. And I, I truly mean that. And you, you talk about, well, 
He didn't, the speaker promised to do these things and he didn't do them. You have to look into the things they're asking for him to do. Now, the releasing of the January 6th tapes. Yeah, he could do that. He, some of them were released to, uh, what, Tucker Carlson I gave some of them to. Yes, he could release them. But here's the thing. It really doesn't make a difference except for us to see the tapes. And if, if you're really that interested in to see the tapes, which, you know, some of them will probably be very telling. But anybody who was arrested at January 6th, anyone who had a defense attorney worth anything, could have gotten those films under discovery. They could have requested all those films under discovery and, and had them in their possession to use them as defense. So that's who the people it matters most to. The people who were arrested that day were trying to to give a defense in their in their cases. So, yeah, he could have did that. And, and fine. Uh, you know, I'll even give you that. Let him release the January 6 tapes. As far as the appropriation bills, three four of them have passed the uh four of them have passed the house. Currently, I, you know, I just looked this up today because there's a lot of talk and speculation. There's 12 appropriation bills to fully fund the government. That's what it takes to fund the government. And so far, the House has passed the Defense Appropriations Bill, the Homeland Security Appropriations Bill, the Military Construction and Veterans Affairs Appropriation Bill, and the State Foreign Operations Appropriation Bill. That's four out of 12 are passed. Now, some of the others aren't even out of committee. They can't get them out of committee. So, A, if, they, if the committee can't get them out of their own committee, they're not on the floor for a vote. He can't even send them to a vote. And, and if you look at the breakdown of our appropriations, yes, four out of 12 of the appropriation bills have passed the House. Zero have even been touched by the Senate. Zero have passed both chambers, obviously, because the Senate hasn't even—they're dead on arrival in the Senate. Zero have obviously been not been vetoed out of the 12 because they've never made it to the president, and obviously none have made it to the president for his signature. You know, I, I have the, the, the flow chart of all the appropriation bills in my hand now from Congress.gov. And if you look at them, yes, most of them are party votes. Um, and it's interesting, like you have the House, let, let, let's look at the, the agricultural bill. It passed the House committee 34 to 27. It passed the Senate committee 28 to 0, but it failed in the House, 191 to 237. So what the Speaker brought the agricultural bill to the floor, and it failed. Republicans voted against it. Now, again, in in the House... It was 34 to 27, so they, they got one or two, maybe three Democrats to vote for it in the House committee for the Agricultural Appropriations Bill. In the Senate, it was 28 nothing. so it's obviously a Senate-controlled committee. There was probably a lot of things in there that the Democrats wanted that the Republicans didn't, which is why it failed the House. Okay, so where's that going from there? It failed in the House. The uh, Commerce... Justice and Science Appropriations Bill is stuck in committee. It's, it's in subcommittee. It hasn't even made it to a committee. It doesn't matter who the Speaker of the House is. There's no appropriations bill for the Commerce, Justice, and Science that he can legally bring to the floor. It's still stuck in subcommittee. It can't get out of subcommittee. It hasn't even been in a House committee on Commerce, Justice, and Sciences. The defense bill. 
Yeah, it passed the House. Then that's one of the appropriate bills that the appropriation bills that has passed the House. It passed the House committee, thirty-four to twenty-four. It passed the Senate committee on defense, twenty-seven to nothing, and it passed the House barely by partisan vote, two hundred eighteen to twenty ten to two ten. So it passed the House appropriation bill, right down party lines. Schumer in the Senate said it's not even coming here. It's dead on arrival. And that's where we're at. And you, and you go to some of the other bills, uh, energy and water. It passed the House subcommittee. It passed the Senate committee. It's stuck in special rules. It won't even make it to the floor. It can't even get a vote from the Republican majority to make it to a House vote. And again, out of the 12, only four have been passed by the House. None have been taken up by the Senate. So, yes, you can put whatever bill you want, but why, is a re- why would the Republicans, why would the GOP purposely put a vote to the House floor that they know won't pass? And if they get extreme enough to where it'll pass by their slim majority, it's dead on arrival in the Senate. So then you have to depend on a continuing resolution again where we both get fleeced. Both parties get fleeced during a continuing resolution. It's a money grab. It's a last. We've seen them. We've, that's been the status quo in, in, in Congress. It doesn't matter who the Speaker of the House is. A lot of the things that they're saying that was promised that wasn't done, A, can't be done. Especially when it comes to the appropriate single single bill topic bills. I love the idea. Yes, absolutely. You can pass it in the House, it goes nowhere after that. So let's pass it. Let's put the ball in their court. But you're also giving them talking points. You're seeing the talking points now if you pay attention to the people on the other side. If you look at the Democratic leaders in the House, in the Senate. They're saying, well, the Republican appropriations bills for agriculture wants to cut the SNAP program, wants to cut this program, wants to cut that program. They're using it as talking points. So unless there's an agreed upon with a, with a mixed government, we've talked about this a lot yesterday, probably too much, and this is all I'm going to say on it today. You're going to have to compromise. You're going to have to sit down and negotiate. You're going to have to do your jobs as legislators. This isn't my way of the highway. And believe me, I'd love for a lot of it to be my way of the highway here. We are spending way too much. We are living well above our means. We are spending in such many places that it's, that, that it's killing us. $33 trillion in debt. Yes, we have to do something. But to put that on whoever's the speaker and whoever the speaker of the house is, is, is not really solving any problems. He's a scapegoat. That's all this was. And you know what? Matt Gates, you can applaud him for standing his ground. It did nothing but give the Democrats talking points today. Because whoever the next speaker is going to be, either it's Jim Jordan, Scalise, you know, they're going to put Donald Trump's name. There's a representative in the House that's going to put Donald Trump's name in for the Speaker of the House. Come on. Are we being realistic now? And Trump, of course, yeah, love the idea. Yeah, I would do it temporarily until I get made president. You know what? And there's a lot of chatter in the Democrat circles that's saying, yeah, let's do that. Let's let's vote for that. 
I don't think they ever will. But think about it. If every Democrat voted with the handful of Republicans to put Donald Trump as the Speaker of the House, 2024 would be a bloodbath. Because, again, Donald Trump couldn't get anything done in the situation that's there with a Democrat-controlled Senate, Democrat president. Nothing gets done. It would just give him an opportunity to get a bigger target on his back. So it's just silly talk. So you're looking at Jim Jordan. You're looking at Steve Scalise. Two very highly recommended men. Two men I respect. Two men that I, you know, I think Jim Jordan talks a lot and hasn't produced to his level of talking. But he's a smart man. He has the right intentions. And maybe he can do some good things. But again, not the things that they're demanding here. You have to realize that a lot of these appropriation bills that we would love as Republicans are stuck in committee. They can't get out. They're not even on the House floor for a speaker to put for a vote. So to blame the Speaker of the House saying, you haven't brought these appropriation bills, you said you would, now we depend on a continuing resolution, is just not the truth. They can't bring them. They're not even eligible to come for a floor vote because they can't get some of them even out of committee. But we'll see where we go. It looks like next week. You know, it looks like Donald Robinson, uh, Robertson um, from Florida, Steve Scalise, and Jim Jordan will be the three top names. And like I said, Donald Trump's name will be thrown in there, but I think that's a non-starter. Unless the Democrats really want to play some, some, uh, some games, and uh, you will see. And again, I think that does nothing but hurt the GOP and conservatives if they go down the route of putting Donald Trump in as the Speaker of the House. It's not his wheelhouse, and I just you're putting him there to fail. And if you support Donald Trump as a president, you want him to be the president again, and you want him to be successful, putting him in a position where he's going to fail is the wrong way to do that. might sound good. It might be like, yeah, let's put it through him. The talking points will be great. His speeches will be great. He gets nothing accomplished. They have a, a fundraising you know, for miles against them. So it's just not a smart move politically. It's 323 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 326 here at the station, 81 degrees and sunny outside. A lot of, uh, lot of, um, Text messages coming in. And, and listen, I, I call the balls and strikes as I see them. And um, you could be happy or not happy with what Matt Gates did or appreciate his fundraising. I, I, I got four fundraising emails from Matt Gates through Parlor uh, to my email yesterday. And you know what? This is what the Nancy Mace also was fundraising off of it. You know, Trump is fundraising off his. This is what they do. They fundraise. I mean, the Democrats are fundraising to no end off of this whole fiasco. But. You know, I saw this today where they're attacking Matt Gates on his appropriations, on, on his uh, earmarks. So, uh, you know, I saw this. Uh, a House GOP source passed along that Matt Gates requested $50 million earmark for an advanced helicopter training system hangar. The source suggests that Matt Gates won't be getting any earmarks for anything anytime soon. And they have a snapshot of the military construction, veterans affairs, and related agencies earmark requests from members of Congress. And I called that out. I said, just happens to be, because if you look at the appropriations, and again, it's on my Twitter account, it's for an advanced helicopter training system hangar at Naval Air Station Whiting Field. 
Now, my son happened to be assigned there. I'm very familiar with the base. And I, I, I challenged this Jake Sherman who posted this saying they're going to punish Matt Gates by not catering to his earmarks. And I said, just happens to be where every single naval aviator helicopter pilot trains to become a pilot. But, hey, why let national security and readiness get in the way of politics? So, again, they're looking to attack Matt Gates in his pocket by targeting his earmarks that he's putting in. But here, you, you know what? His earmark here is for something very specific and very needed. I've seen the training down there. I know where they go through. Every single Navy helicopter pilot goes through this base, Naval Air Station Whiting Field. It's where they train every single helicopter pilot in the Navy. So because of politics, you're willing to punish our national security and readiness, military readiness, you know, because of this nonsense that's going on. And I call it out how I see it. I might not agree with what Matt Gates did or the way he did it. And again, I agree with the reasons he did it. I just don't think it was the proper time. I don't think it was the way to do it uh, because it, it serves nothing. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't bring us anywhere for closer to where we need to be. But when you attack things like that, I'm going to call them out as well and stand up for the appropriations, the earmarks that Matt Gates put in for, because, yes, they are very well needed. And, and you know what? I got a couple of text messages on already. The word rhino has been thrown around by conservatives and Republicans the past 24 hours just as much as the Democrats are throwing around MAGA Republicans. They're both ridiculous. And, yes, there are a handful of rhinos out there. I get it. Kevin McCarthy, you can call him what you want. You want to be names it. He's far from a rhino. He might not be doing the things you want to do as far as demanding that, but you know what? You need the Senate. We need to win more elections in the Senate if you want him to do those things. If you want anyone to do those things, that's what we need to focus on. Not infighting, winning more elections. And let's see. Let's see what happens with the, with the new speaker when it comes. And I think that's going to be a show in itself. I don't think it's going to be as easy as, all right, it's this person and that's that. You know, we'll see where that goes. I'm just looking through some text. Yeah, over $33 trillion in debt. Let's send some more money to Ukraine. I, I, I agree 100%. Something needs to be done there. Where Ukraine lost me, where Zelensky lost me, is when he was recently here to request more money, to request more funding, and he was challenged by a reporter on his assistant defense minister who t left town with a million dollars, a couple million dollars. And when he was questioned on that and a question on the fraud that's going on in his own government, and there is, his answer was, well, that was not American fund million dollars, billion dollars, whatever it was. That was Ukrainian money. The military money, the United States money that you're giving us is something else. Well, okay, I, you know, I don't care if he stole it from your pot of money or our pot of money. Our pot of money is replacing your pot of money. Pot of money. So you, you kind of lose me there because that was your excuse to the government. Not, we caught this, we're going to come down as hard as we can, there will be no tolerance for this, not anything like that. No, the money he took wasn't your money, it was our money. So you know what, I, I'm, I've been very clear where I stand with that before. Yes, we have to challenge um, Russian aggression, but... To what end here, especially when they don't see an end? There's no ending for Zelensky, for Ukraine. They want everything back where the people in Crimea don't even want to go back. So we're going to have to figure out what's going on there. But, uh, you know, I get, I get the opinion. Some, sometimes you need shakeups. Okay. 
All this shakeup did is make us look like fools. It didn't solve anything for our part. This could have been done another way. The way it's handled now when there's no endgame, there is no advancing for us here. Okay, you got rid of McCarthy. Great. You're going to have someone else there that's going to have the same limitations he had because you have mixed chambers of Congress. It's as simple as that. So what's the focus? The focus needs to be win elections. And you know what's totally absent from this whole thing? Ronald McDaniels and the RNC. They've been totally silent on this whole thing. Oh, let the House fight it out. Nothing to do here. We're just going to fundraise and have our wine and dine uh, cocktail hours. The status of the GOP nationally here in Pennsylvania, locally, is just incredible. The, the, the fact how far they are getting beaten by Democrats in every level, from electioneering to elections to registering. We're, actually, we do pretty good election vote, uh, registering elections and swinging some states, but that's done by individuals, not by the party as a whole. Some individuals in this nation are doing better than the, 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 the RNC in going out and switching voters from Democrat to Republican. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting here. So we'll see. I mean, that's, that's all we can do, right? But let's at least start from a place of fact, not fiction, when it comes to appropriation bills, when it comes to what could have been done and what can't be done, what he purposely didn't bring and what he didn't. And I, and I know there's the, the talk about the secret side deal he was making with Biden. I have zero proof or evidence of that. It's, it's talking points from the people who started this who wanted the attention to begin with. So until I see more on that, and if you can direct me to these signed, sealed, and deliver secret deal that was going on or whatever, yes, the Speaker of the House needs to reach out to the President. He needs to reach out to Schumer. They need to talk. They need to negotiate. It's the only way things get done. If you're going to use that for a talking point to make us look like fools and throw McCarthy under the bus, then so be it. But I want to see some more proof on that. It's uh, 3.34 here at WILK, running behind with the news with Paul Michaels. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show at WILK News Radio. It is 3.40 now at the station, 82 degrees and sunny. Um, I'm going to say one last thing on this, and then we're going to move on to some other news today because there's a lot of it. And again, if you want to talk about it, you want to call in or text about it, you know, you feel free to. I mean, it's obviously one of the major things that's happening in the news. One of the things here is uh, is our safety as a nation, is our national security. And, and being someone that has lived through the things I do, I, I take it that very seriously. Being that there's a vacated Speaker of the House chair, the, the Speaker pro temp that's there because there's a vacated chair, only has limited power. He can only do three things, the speaker pro temp that's there now, as far as real motions. I mean, obviously, he kicked Nancy Pelosi out of her office and, and you know, one of the other representatives, which is, uh, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it wouldn't have been the route I went, but it was. it made me laugh either way, so I thought it was funny. But he can call the House to order. He can call the House to recess, and he can call for a vote for a Speaker of the House. That's all the House of Representatives can do right now. Now, he can also do some other administrative things, like I said, tell Nancy Pelosi to get out of her office. And uh, and um, Sandy Hoyer, I think, they kicked out of the office, his office as well. But they cannot do anything else. No legislation can come to the floor whatsoever without a Speaker of the House. Nothing. 
No bills can come. No bills can be introduced. Nothing can be voted on. Nothing. So say China invades Taiwan. Say something happens with Russia and Ukraine that, you know, it spills out or something happens. Something happens with Iran. Something happens with North Korea. I mean, there's a lot of issues going on. They already know there's a weak president, a weak administration. Now's the perfect time because we do not have a Congress that could vote on an authorization of force for our military. Now, obviously, if our military is attacked, they can respond. And we've had a standing authorization of force since 9-11 up until recently because of the, the you know, war on terror. But that has since they've declared it ended. So something happens now. China invades Taiwan tomorrow morning. We can't do a damn thing as, as American might until they quickly vote for a Speaker of the House and then get the president an authorization of force. So, yes, we've only declared war, I, I think, eight times in the past 80 years or nine, 90 years. Uh, I get it. That's not a big concern. But we do need an authorization of force to take military action you know, with our military. Obviously, our military can defend themselves. Obviously, there's situations that if we're attacked, there's rules of engagements and stuff like that. But if, say, China goes into Taiwan and doesn't target American forces, doesn't say anything, doesn't get into it, you know, it— uh, it um, it's an issue. It's an issue. It, it's maybe a slight issue, but it's a delay issue. And if something happens anywhere that that we need to use force, it delays things. And if you're going to delay it a couple of hours, I mean, they're not, they're not even thinking about voting on a speaker till next week. So depending on who's scattered where and what happens to call that vote, it just takes time that we shouldn't have to need. We should have a functioning government. And again, I get a text message, come on, Rob, when has the Congress declared? I just said we've done it eight times in, in, what, 90 years? But we do have had many authorizations of force. That's more what I'm gearing towards. And I, and I said that when I talked, so let's try listening before we text and be critical. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, some other things that are going on that if you are planning to attend America's game, the Army-Navy game, in December... Uh, there are no hotel rooms because the Massachusetts governor have given all the hotel rooms in the vicinity of Foxborough to illegal migrants to stay uh, at this time. And, and if you've ever been to an Army-Navy game, you know that the entire brigade of midshipmen and the entire Corps of Cadets at the West Point go to the game. That's 4,200 each, so that's 8,400 cadets and midshipmen that are going to be sleeping on the floor of a gymnasium in bunks because there are no hotels available. And more and more people that go to America's game that will sell out Foxborough Stadium because the Army-Navy game is always sold out is uh, has no place to stay. Has no place to stay. And this is America's game, the Army-Navy game, coming up in December uh, when is it? December, December 9th, 9th. December 9th, yep. December 9th in Foxborough. Um, my, uh, my daughter will be there. Obviously, uh, we, we go, I'm not going to Foxborough cause if it's, you know, it's, it's just be too cold. Plus I wouldn't have a place to stay if I did now. Yeah. So, uh, 
Hey, I wonder if Bill Belichick's going to be there because they play the Steelers on Thursday night, December 7th, and we know ha- about his connections to the Navy with his father. I've seen him yeah. a lot of summers at the Naval Academy. That's when I, he usually is there. He pops in from now time and time, especially if he's in the vicinity of Baltimore or Washington. But, yes, he is. he lived at the Naval Academy. He was raised on the Naval Academy. His father was the, the coach there. And uh, he he goes there in the summertime, spends some time uh, with with the the players and the staff and and on the yard all together. But it's just uh, it's just ridiculous. I mean, how is this going to affect? Oh, I guess they're they're really not much going on there as far as football. But but uh, it's going to be interesting. The Army Navy game. They got no place to uh, to sleep at Foxborough because all the hotel rooms have been given to illegal migrants. It's uh, 346 here at WILK. We'll try to get some other news uh, as we move forward. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. I, I saw this just the other day, and we're, you know, we're talking about what's going on in the world and how it could affect us, and if we're not functioning at 100% and with our government, you know, how are we supposed to respond to things? This, this story is just absolutely nuts. And, of course, it's, it, China's totally denying everything, but it's coming from pretty good sourced um, experts at intelligence sources, but a Chinese nuclear submarine, full-staffed submarine, got caught in uh, a submarine net, their own Chinese submarine net, to prevent U.S. submarines in the Yellow Sea over near the, the Chinese Taiwan Straits. So a Chinese submarine, nuclear submarine, gets stuck, and supposedly the whole crew is dead. The something happened with their oxygen system. It was stuck in this submarine net, and um, obviously they're denying it. They're total deni- plausible deniability. You know, and it's not. It is China, but it's it's not something to laugh at. I mean, the the, the sailors in the Chinese Navy have families and such. But and that's where a lot of people. It's coming from the these families. The Chinese want an, of the Chinese sailors want answers. They're saying this is this is this is BS. This is you know where's our families? What happened? And they're saying they're on an extended train. It's China. You know whatever the stories they're saying, it's an extended training situation. Something's happening, but they are denying losing the submarine. They are denying anything happened to the submarine. But you know the good intelligence sources that we have um, are pretty much saying that yeah, this there was some kind of tragic failure in an oxygen system after this submarine got caught in their own subnet uh, in the Yellow Sea off China. So uh, it's crazy, A, that there is a, a nuclear reactor somewhere on stuck in the water of, of the, the, the Yellow Sea off China. And, uh, you know, what happens after that fact, what happens with it is just... Uh, is just crazy. So, you know, when I, when we talk about the tensions in the world, excuse me, I had to clear my throat, the tensions in the world, you know, here's just something else. I mean, it takes, it takes a, a, you know, a tragic accident. And uh, thankfully this had nothing to do with us. It was a Chinese submarine and a Chinese submarine net. But what if it was something with us? What if it was a tragic incident with one of our submarines underwater or something like that, that that takes us to that next escalated level? I mean, China's asking for their pandas back, something that hasn't happened in decades. You know, and I think we have to send them back before the end of the year. There's just not a good relationship there. And they are struggling as a nation. They might try to assume they're not, but they are. 
financially. Um, their economy is doing a whole lot worse than ours is. Their economy depends on us, and uh, they have a lot to lose. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, see what happens with that. I also saw this story uh, out of L.A., Los Angeles. They're looking, of course, let's not deal with the crime in our area. Let's not deal with our policies that created an atmosphere of lawlessness. They are looking to ban cashless businesses. Don't don't understand. Don't understand it. Um, how is that going to help your crime? They're going to ban cashless businesses. So because they figure people have to walk around with their electronic devices. Well, well, would you rather them walk around with cash? Isn't that easier to take due to the crime or such like that? It's just one of these shake your head moments that you get these people in these positions. And instead of looking, looking at their failed policies, which have failed miserably anywhere they've been taken a hold of, they, uh, they come up with policy, ridiculous policies like this. And if you're a cash person or if you're a cashless person, I'm, I mean, I'm a person that I don't really carry cash unless I have some and then you know, and I use it as it comes. But for the most part, I'm, I don't walk around with a lot of cash or any cash for the most part. So uh, it's just another look at me, we did something policy without solving a, a damn thing that they're looking at. And I also saw where uh, Chicago residents were losing their mind over the illegal migrants up there. And it was interesting because they were getting pretty uh, heated, pretty uh, dramatic with their with their public statements saying enough's enough. And it's going to be interesting to see the politicians navigate what's majority uh, a community of color saying enough's enough. We are being pushed to the background because of your migrants, and we need something to change. It's going to be interesting how they navigate that. It's uh, 3.50 here. It's time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It is 3.58 here at the station, 82 degrees and sunny. Well, a little more local here. It looks like uh, the Biden Expressway, or formerly the Scranton Expressway, will be getting its mural painted on the way. Looks like they, uh, Lackawanna County signed with John Park, uh, California, Los Angeles artist. And I've seen some of his work. He's actually pretty good at what he does. He's actually very good at what he does. He's done murals uh, a lot of the time. But they will be uh, commissioned him for 173, almost $174,000 to paint the murals that he uh, is going to. Be applicable to our area. Little trains, little sports, little fishing. You know, some things that we do here. No, it's going to be very colorful, they say. But, you know, I looked at some of the murals he does. And uh, his name is John Park. You could just Google him or Stu use whatever search engine you use to uh, look at some things. But, it's, again, it will have the four seasons, fishing, skiing, high school football, swimming, and full foliage will be uh, the highlight of the mural that's there. They received 26 proposals. From some of them from around the world, as far as France and Brazil. But uh, John Park from Los Angeles got the contract to do it. And so we'll see what's there uh, when it's done. It's uh, almost 4 o'clock here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after this.